recording. Shall we begin? Naked Chicks and Taco Trucks. Uh, I am Ryan McCann, and with me as always is Seth. Um, we are on episode number five um, of talk Naked Chicks and Taco Trucks. So um, la- last episode, we kind of went with a new format. We're just going to you know, let it riff and not really set up a bunch of preformed topics. So Yeah, because I don't have hopefully, any. Uh, <laughs> exactly um we just kind of um we're playing around with uh some new software and um trying to get uh the audio quality sounding a little bit better so bear with us um this might be uh <laughs> i don't know this might get it might get interesting we'll see you know um i like the i like the way it ended up last week and um hopefully you guys did too so yeah we got a new um, subscriber out of the deal i don't know if you saw that on soundcloud today yeah, I did. I did see that we got um, a new subscriber. We've had a couple of people like it on SoundCloud. Um, in addition, I finally figured out um, how to share our RSS feed um, so that uh, you can uh, subscribe through, um, uh, you know, through whatever podcast app you have, maybe on your phone or um, on your computer. So I'm gonna post the RSS feed in um on my twitter page uh that's at h-o-c-k-e-y underscore mac m-a-c so at hockey mac on twitter and um, i'll post that so if you um want to be able to subscribe through a regular app instead of just using soundcloud you'll be able to pull our rss feed off of my uh, twitter page i've been thinking about subscribing through itunes just so we can double the number of subscribers we have yeah, we, we should, um, now that we have the RSS feed, we should be able to um, apply through um, Google Play and um, iTunes. So hopefully um, that's something we can do here in the future. Uh, for now, SoundCloud, um, I'll put the RSS feed on my Twitter page and then you should be able to get um, all the latest uh, episodes that way. Um, I know that some people have found SoundCloud a little bit difficult to use. So yeah, it's, um, I don't it's kind of tough to use, especially the free version. I've heard the the premium pay version is a little bit easier, but yeah. I wouldn't pay for yeah, it. Yeah, I would hope. No, I, I, yeah, I don't. I've um, I've been using it for a long time because uh, some of my favorite um, sports uh, podcasts are on there. Some of the radio shows that I like. Um, so I've had a lot of opportunities to play with it and that one and get it working. Um, it helps if you know how to like build playlists on it and stuff like that, but yeah, it's not like super intuitive out of the gate. So hopefully we can get it on some platforms that you're used to and maybe, uh, let us know if you prefer that or not. And subscribe. Yes, please subscribe. And then hopefully we'll have a way for you to rate us and, all that good stuff on uh, iTunes and Google Play and all that good stuff. So, 
Cool. Well, I thought uh, maybe we'd start out with a little bit of politics because um, on my um, other Twitter account, at Todd's Leg, mm-hmm. um, I've been posting a lot of uh, political stuff, gotten into uh, some debates with uh, a few people um, on Twitter here lately. Um, the other day, um, got uh, into it about, of all things, the Electoral College. Um, and, uh, I, for one, feel like it's kind of an outdated, unnecessary, you know, safeguard, uh, for back when, you know, communication, uh, wasn't as, uh, speedy and you could have maybe somebody start up some sort of political uprising in a state that was far away from the nation's capital and, you know, maybe run away with an election or something like that. Um, to me, I, I have no idea why we don't have a direct popular vote. So, um, spent some time arguing that with a few, uh, interesting conservative people <laughs> on Twitter, uh, over the last couple of days. So Seth, I don't know. What do you think about the whole electoral college debate? That, that's kind of a tough one. Like, I, so I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm stuck on it. The electoral college I mean, there's the reason that I think that it has to benefit is because there's a, a lot of stupid people out there that don't really know what they're doing. And, you know, Donald Trump being elected president kind of proves that. But right. But know, he didn't win the popular vote. He, he won. He won the electoral vote. Things would have gone a lot different if we didn't have an electoral college. But, and you know, I, George Bush uh but a little Bush, Bush Jr. might not have been president uh-huh. if we didn't have an electoral college. Because didn't Gore, Al Gore win? The, didn't he win yes. the popular Al vote? Gore, and... Yeah, yep, yep. He won the popular vote that year. <laughs> and um, it hasn't happened too often where the electoral college differs um, from the popular vote. It's happened a few times, but um, it, it doesn't, it, it's certainly not the norm. Um, that's for sure. What I don't um, understand, though, why isn't the Electoral College more of a reflection of the popular vote? Well, so um, the Electoral College is based off of um, it is based off of population in the sense that, you know, population determines the number of representatives each state gets and um, each state gets an electoral vote um, that matches the number of representatives it has. So, um, so like, um, Nebraska has, uh, four, uh, electoral votes, um, because it's got, um, it's got, uh, it's got what four, it's got four voting districts basically. Um, and so, um, it, it sort of correlates, um, but like you know, you've got like California and Texas and um, New York and you know some of your highly populated states that have way more electoral votes than say Nebraska, Kansas, or Oklahoma. Right. And um, and so you know theoretically you could pick up a bunch of highly populated states, you know, so like which is what Hillary did. Hillary picked up. You know, um, you know, you're, you're more largely populated states while Trump picked up, you know, 
a lot of a, a greater number of lower populated states and was able to get more electoral votes by picking up a greater number of states whereas Hillary got more of the more densely populated areas so some people like to argue that um, the electoral college gives Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma more of a voice because um, you know they are less populated and you know um, theoretically someone could just run sort of like a popularity contest and cater strictly only to larger cities and win the election by ignoring, the rest of you know the the more lower populated areas, and I kind of see that argument, but at the same time, with the electoral college, nobody comes and campaigns in Nebraska because we don't have that many electoral votes. Yeah, it's and kind of the we're same pretty much lo- right. And when's the last time Kansas deviated from a uh, Republican uh, carrying their state? Uh, you know, probably not since. Kennedy, I would imagine. I think, Uh, I don't know what year, obviously, Kennedy was elected, but I think the last time Kansas went to a Democrat in the election was like 1968 or something like that, somewhere in the 60s. Oh, okay. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't think presidents waste a lot of time campaigning in the smaller states as it is, and uh, to me... The original uh, intent of the electoral college, and, and this is what I was arguing about. Um, so if you go f- if you go on my Twitter uh, feed um, at Todd's Leg, uh, T O D D S L E G, you can see my uh, back and forth with uh, a couple of people. Um, one of which uh, I'll I'll shout him out here on the uh, podcast. Uh, Steve Gates, um, he's at S-T-E-V-E-G-A-T-E-S 62. So Steve Gates 62. He's um, he's actually um, a, a local kind of media and uh, radio guy here in Omaha. He, he doesn't have his own show or anything like that, but he fills in a lot of times um, on a lot of um, AM uh, shows here in the area. And um, he ran... A pretty successful blog called Hit That Dive, reviewing dive bars and things like that. But interestingly enough, um, he's also really deep into politics and says he is going to uh, be a Democratic nominee, possibly for um, for Senate um, next time it, it comes up. So um, finding it, it he kind of jumped in the debate with me. So um and then also pulled in um, another guy. Let's see. What's his Twitter feed here? Oh, uh, Matthew James. Um, so he um, he was kind of going um, – he's a local Omaha guy here too. And we were kind of going back and forth, back and forth um, about it. So I, I encourage you to go check it out. It was a pretty good debate. Um it didn't get into like a bunch of personal attacks and um, we kind of tried to stick to the facts and, you know, kind of back our opinions with, um, with actual, you know, information and, and things like that. Um, interestingly enough, I 
did some digging into, you know, the Federalist Papers. And this is probably boring everybody right now. Um, but anyways, um, Hamilton. There we go. That's how we'll make this cool. <laughs> you know, the guy that the musical is based on um, wrote these Federalist Papers in defense of an electoral college. And um, I actually quoted him about, you know, um, about, um, uh, you know, his justification for uh the electoral college and i'll kind of read this to you seth and i'll you know you you kind of comment and uh say what you think here about uh about this and and how it might ring a little bit uh about old mr trump here <laughs> all right so uh this this is hamilton uh writing in the federalist paper uh number 68 so and this is his kind of justification for the electoral college process says, the process of election affords a moral certainty that the office of president will never fall to the lot of any man who is not in an eminent degree endowed with the exquisite qualifications. Talents for low intrigue and the little arts of popularity may alone suffice to elevate a man to the first honors in a single state, but it will require other talents and a different kind of merit to establish him in the esteem and confidence of the whole union or of considerable portion of it, as would be necessary to make him a successful candidate for the distinguished office of president of the United States. Um, so uh, the, the thing that I would like to point out there is that Hamilton felt that this would serve as a barrier, the electoral college, um, you know, against someone who had low, quote, low intrigue and had uh, and was uh, endowed with abilities um, in the arts of popularity. And it would keep someone who didn't have the requisite qualifications from being president. Well, <laughs> Seth, how do you think that worked out? <laughs> OK, well, for uh, someone like me who I kind of identify as a liberal leaning centrist. Trump doesn't yeah. meet any of those qualifications, but if you ask any hardcore conservative, like, you just describe Donald Trump to them. Right. Yeah, I mean, in a way, um, you know, I mean, in the negative, though, you know, it, he, he definitely has popularity. You know, he was a TV uh, figure and a brand mogul, and he ran businesses great but no public service no political you know um service you know he's he's been able to serve i don't even know is maybe you can dig this up is uh, trump industries or trump whatever the heck he calls his company is it publicly traded at all like does he have stockholders that he's beholden to or is it entirely privately held you know, that is a really good question. Um, so I don't even know who he's had to answer to in his lifetime other than himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I that, you know, that's a good question. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up here. So I, t to me though, he, he, he had the popularity down. He had the ability to build a brand and, and make himself known and get notoriety. <laughs> but to me, eminent qualifications he did not have. No, so, not at all. So, you know, and 
and uh, 66 million people felt that he didn't. So um, I don't compared to 63 million that that thought that he did. So I I don't know. To me, whatever whatever intent that electoral college had, to me it was more of a safeguard against you know um, somebody being kind of rogue and um, stirring up population in a good chunk of the United States um, because, you know, the federal government was pretty weak at the time. So, and now, you know, they're not. So I guess uh, to me, if you want to say that it protects the small guys, I don't feel like it really does. And I don't think it gives any weight. Um, like, do you, do you feel like, like, I don't even know, did, did Obama come to, um, and campaign at all in Kansas when he ran or did Hillary or, uh, uh Hillary anybody come through Hillary really? did not that I can recall. Uh, Obama's been okay. here, but I don't okay. know that it had much to do with the campaign. Cause I mean, you know, we've during the time of Obama's presidency up until about two or three years ago, uh, mm-hmm. you know, well, for one, Air Force One is maintained here. So, oh, okay. That's yeah. cool. So I know that a lot of presidents come here, um, you know, to speak with Boeing employees, probably because, you know, they maintain his aircraft. So, but I don't, I, I gotcha. I, I don't know that we get a whole lot of uh, presidents coming through here to campaign. Okay. I'm kind of the wrong person yeah, to ask. I mean, but I, mean I, I think I would remember something like that, at least in, you know, the last. 10 years. Yeah. Now, if one thing that's interesting is like Maine and Nebraska are both, um, states where they can split their electoral votes. Really? Um, so it's, so yeah. So if, if you carry one of the voting districts, then, you know, you can get that part of the, um, electoral college vote. So, you know, I feel like if maybe if all states went to um, a non, you know, winner take all to where, you know, you could separate out by district. electoral votes. Yeah, by district, perhaps, you know, um, perhaps that would even things out a little bit. And, you know, then you've got more at stake. You know, it's not about just sweeping one major population area within the state. You know, you got to kind of. You know, you could you could conceivably take down a couple and and help you know yourself out, but you know, to know. me, I it th- would kind of spread things up out think, a little bit. It'd I make th- think in some areas more valuable. In some areas, though, I think that might do more harm than good. Because take take California for example. Uh, I don't right. know what the population of the Los Angeles metro area is, but it's really big. You know, presumably it's sure. it's bigger than the district next to it. So now right. you're giving the district next to Los Angeles the same voting power as the LA metro area, that district. So, I mean, that's. Sure. I mean, I think that's probably one way but, how the Electoral College kind of even things out. Uh, I don't know how well that yeah. would work. I think you'd really have to crunch numbers to kind of figure that one sure. out. Yeah, but it would also be like, you know, I, I know that like Northern California is a lot more conservative than, you know, the Bay Area and Southern California. 
Right. Because um, Northern California, you know, they have some more industry. They're more agriculturally based and stuff like that. So a state like California that typically goes blue, um, conceivably, would become more attractive to Republicans because you they might be able to take a couple of electoral votes out of that area and um, and California becomes, you know, not just a strictly uh, blue state or a place like, you know, like Nebraska where, um, you know, uh, Obama actually won electoral vote uh, here the, in the, his first election. Um, you know, Nebraska becomes a little bit more valuable because it's not all red. You know, or or Kansas, you know, is, doesn't isn't all red, or Texas isn't all red. You know, um, it reflects a little bit more of the population because I, I think we're a little more. Well, I think we're all a little more purple than we are red or blue. This year, yeah, I mean Wichita, the the county or the the district that I live in, which is the the Kansas's fourth congressional district, actually went uh, Republican this year. Oh, okay. Which doesn't happen very often. And to add to that, um, if you're in the Wichita area like I am, and you're not registered to vote, get registered to vote because our uh, <clears throat> our congression our congressional representative Mike Pompeo is now the director of the CIA. So oh, that's right. His seat is up for special election, and uh, we have a chance to actually turn that seat blue. Um, oh, the, very cool. If I'm not mistaken. And I probably am. The election is April 11th. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty excited for that because, you know, we've had we've had Republican representation for way too long. Ah, a little bit of new blood. That would be nice. Yeah, it'd be very nice. What? Well, I, I, um, I heard a little bit about that because, um, I started editing, um, Seth, uh, side project here. We'll, we're also going to post, hopefully, um, another kind of podcast series uh, alongside ours, um, and it's going to be more community uh, oriented and a little bit more politically oriented than this one. Um, so I started on Seth's first episode. Um, we're probably not going to put that one out to. Um, for you guys to listen to it was just kind of a test um but maybe we will but seth why don't you like tell our listeners a little bit more about that uh side project yeah so i've i've got a lot of friends who are uh i don't know what what word you'd use i guess in tune to the political happenings of especially our district the wichita area and um yeah they got a lot to say the problem is you know it's it's hard to find a platform to express that. So sure. I started a podcast. Um, like I said, we're, we're probably not going to publish the first episode. I'm going to let that be up to uh, my co-host. So we'll just kind of see how that goes. Um, okay. But the next time we record, we're for sure going to want to publish that one. Cause I mean, I listened to it cause I edited it and um, you know, made the, the sample um, and you know, I'm not even in the Wichita area. And I found it pretty interesting, you know, and it's tied to the national uh, political thing because, you know, Pompeo did get picked uh, to be CIA director and, you know, um, part of Trump's cabinet. And the fact that, you know, um, right now Republicans hold the majority and there's a chance to cut into that a little bit, even 
um, before elections are held um, in about two years. So, um, you know, it, it might sound like, oh, you know, Wichita, middle of nowhere, um, you know, part of flyover country, what have you. Um, but, you know, this could have a big impact. So I, I thought that was kind of an interesting topic. So hopefully um, we'll be able to put that out. Um, don't know what, don't know what the show is going to be called yet. You kicking around any ideas? Um, I, um, I kind of had a few ideas. Uh, one of them was just kind of playing the community activism podcast, but I don't really like it. Um, I was hoping to community activist podcast. Yeah, but I didn't really like it. I was kind of, I was kind of hoping to come up with something more, you know, something with Wichita in the name. Okay. All right. Something with Wichita in the name. Well, if any of our um, listeners have any ideas uh, for uh, podcast titles, um, you know, shoot them our way. You can shoot me a DM um, on Twitter. You can leave a comment on SoundCloud. You can shoot me a tweet. You can shoot Seth a tweet. Um, Seth, plug your uh, Twitter handle. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Seth underscore himself. Um, If you're in the Wichita area and you have a point of view and something to say, hit me up. Maybe we have you on the show. Definitely. Um, you know, and if, uh, even, you know, um, Omaha or, you know, Nebraska politics, um, like I said, I, I had a little bit of a shout out there to Steve Gates. Um, I really like, um, his Twitter feed. Uh, he's got a lot of good stuff. You know, if you're in the Omaha area, um, or Nebraska in general, um, everything from, wings to local music to local politics he's a good follow um if you're uh if you're in the omaha uh, and surrounding area and like i said um got into a good political debate with him so maybe um we can have him uh on that separate podcast as well i'll i'll um i'll send him a message let's say do you know him personally or is it just like a twitter friendship just just do twitter um we've dm'd each other a few times um god that sounds gross (laughs) 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 i gave him the dm DM. (laughs) anyways um yeah no i we've had a couple of messages back and forth and we tweet each other back and forth uh he he's really he's a really interesting guy like i i've followed him for gosh man i think going on like two years now on twitter so all right um, definitely, be f- definitely worth the follow. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to talk to you. You'll have to, uh, you'll have to reach out to him. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's been he's been in um, uh, Omaha radio for a while, and I think he's. Um, I'm pretty sure he's originally from Pittsburgh too, because um, that's that's how we kind of found each other was during the Stanley Cup Finals um, over a year ago when uh, Pittsburgh won, um, and then. Um, and they were playing uh, San Jose, so that's and that's my team. So um, that's kind of how we found each other, and I've been following him ever since. So um, big Steelers fan, big Penguins fan, and knows a lot about uh, Nebraska politics. So hopefully we'll get him on. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to talk to him too. Kind of, you know, I'd be interested to see just how similar Nebraska politics are to Kansas politics. Yeah, it, there's definitely some overlap. Um, considering uh, our uh, governor um, is looking to cut um, educational funding um, and uh, cut uh, some health and human services funding. 
So um, that's a page right out of old Mr. Bringing Sexy Brown back uh, playbook right there, isn't it? It is. I think they're reading out of the same playbook. <laughs> the same tired conservative playbook. Uh, we'll uh, tax breaks and less services. Great. Yeah. <laughs> let's tax. Let's tax the shit out of the poor and take money away from schools. Yeah. Well, you know, because. Because, you know, that, that tax break you get, you know, uh, that uh, $5 less you're going to pay on your property taxes, oh boy, um, that's an extra whopper, and uh, that I really need that extra whopper. <laughs> right. Yeah. I could I could stand to lose a few pounds, so, you know, <laughs> if, if you're going to have to raise my property taxes so that my kids don't go to a shitty school, by all means, you know, raise the money you need. Um you know, the big tax breaks generally, I don't know, don't really seem to trickle down to me, as it were. It never does. It never does. A trickle down as in maybe you get pissed on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but don't trickle down on me and tell me it's raining, right? <laughs> what was that, Judge Judy? <laughs> don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Oh, yeah. that's That was her book, right? I think it was a title of her book. So uh, to kind of go back to what we were talking about, uh, Kansas and its voting history. So I was off by yeah. four years. Uh, the last time okay. uh, Kansas went to a Democrat in 1964, and it was Lyndon Johnson. Oh, okay. All right. So it's been a while. Man, I, I, should, I should look up uh, Nebraska here. Uh, Nebraska presidential voting record let's see <laughs> same same for nebraska 1964 oh really 19 okay yeah all right wow huh okay now i gotta know something who because it looks like lyndon johnson won by a landslide who did he run against? Oh man, I should know this. Was it Barry Barry Goldwater? Oh man, this is going to be the part where my you friend got Chris, that one right. Yep, Barry Goldwater. Was it Barry Goldwater? Whoa! Look at the big brain on Ryan. Um, well, it should this, be easy. This is going to be alive in 1964. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> both of my parents were four years old in 1964. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I was, I guess, I guess I was technically partially alive inside my, eh, no, no, I don't even think, yeah, four no, would probably those, to be too young. Yeah, those parts weren't working yet. Yeah, those parts weren't working yet. <laughs> but uh, anyways, the, that last, like, you know, five minutes of the podcast i guarantee you that's going to be the section that my friend chris puts on like he he told me like he wants to get us on a podcast app so that way he can download it and then play it back at like two times speed because <laughs> my friend my friend chris has the biggest case of adhd like he told me that um one time he watched the entire godfather movie back uh, you know like on you know how like on dvd you can play it back at like 
two times speed. You know, you can fast forward or whatever. Yeah. Well, on, on like on so he watched the entire Godfather movie with subtitles on like two x speed, so he could watch it at like half the time. Wow. So like no audio, you know, so no audio effects or anything like that because it's muted. You know, when you when you're fast forwarding it, and he just read the subtitles and watched Godfather because he can't pay attention long enough. <laughs> To get through a whole movie at regular speed. Oh my god! I need so, to know if he's seen Zootopia. Have you seen Zootopia? You have kids. You've seen Zootopia. I, I, I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. No. So there is a a scene in the movie where the main characters have to go to the DMV to look up uh-huh. uh, to research a car, and all the animals that work at the DMV are sloths. And there's oh, that's perfect. And they talk so slow. You have to watch this movie, or at least like pop in the DVD and watch that scene. It gives me such yeah. bad anxiety. I gotta know how your buddy felt about that if he watched it. It probably killed him. <laughs> well, he he doesn't have kid. Well, I should. He does have a stepdaughter, um, but she's in high school, I believe, or um, or her last year of junior high. So I don't I don't think he's forced to watch too many of those Disney kitty movies, but. Um, Maybe I'll maybe I'll send him the YouTube clip of it and see if it drives him crazy. You you you're friends with him in person, right? Like you hang out together. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah um. I was the best man in his wedding. He was in my wedding. He just lives out in California now. Okay. So I've got a fun idea. Don't tell him about it. Of course, he's gonna listen to this. He's gonna know. So it doesn't really matter. But get that scene. Sure. Take it over to his house. Play it. And record his reaction of him watching it for the first time. <laughs> well, he's like, like I said, he's out in California. I'm here oh, in Nebraska, yeah. so that's right. Maybe I could get, I could get his wife in on it. I, I bet she would do it. Yeah, that would be so. That'd be so funny. Yeah, oh, we could, we could put the audio on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you could watch that in two times, and it'd still be really slow. Oh yeah, gosh, but you know. Some of us, hey, some of us are like that. I, you know, I, I understand the gaps and pauses and, you know, uh, listening to me um and ah uh, probably isn't uh, high up on his list. So, <laughs> Well, damn it, it should be. Yeah. Well, we should just, you know what, like, let's just like, let's just have like a big pregnant pause to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> just to mess with them. That sounds perfect. All right, nice little pregnant pause before the end of the show. All right, this has been uh, Naked Chicks and Taco Trucks. Um, again, I am Ryan McCann, uh, at Hockey Mac on Twitter. And my co-host Seth um, is at Seth underscore himself. And hopefully we will have another uh, episode up for you here in about two weeks or so. And again, go to my Twitter page and I will... I uh, have a pinned tweet at the top of my page with a uh, link for the IR, uh, for the RRS so that you can copy and paste that into whatever podcast app you prefer. So I will uh, talk to you guys later. Until next time. Naked Chicks and Taco Trucks out.